0: important concepts of revealed religion is that of a sacred covenant. In legal language, a covenant generally denotes an agreement between two or more parties. But in a religious context, a covenant is much more significant. It is a sacred promise with God. Aloha. Welcome to LDS Real People, Real Lives. I am Stephanie Colvin and I am your host and thank you so much for joining me this week. And if you're new, welcome. I have not published in actually three weeks. Um, I've had a lot going on in my life as usual. As you know, I'm very real and very open and um, just a lot of challenges And so because of all that's going on and uh, the needs of my family and those around me, I have felt super overwhelmed. And uh, I talk a lot about being emotionally resilient in this um, podcast. However, the last few weeks I've been lacking that ability uh, to be emotionally resilient. I've been very driven emotionally because the issues and the challenges hit so close to home. It's been very difficult for me to feel the spirit. So I think that the reason why I haven't really done an episode in a while is I have to stay true to the premise of the podcast. And if I can't feel the spirit, um, it's really hard for me to do an episode. So thank you so much for your patience and your love. I heard from several listeners who took the time to direct message me on Instagram or email me and just uh, share their time share their love and most importantly their their prayers i have felt strength through the power of prayers um, in the last few weeks and for the people that just are aware of what's going on with me who care enough to add their faith and voice on my behalf to the good lord and i just want to thank you so much for that and your thoughtfulness i love being a part of this gospel restoration and the continuing unfolding of the restoration here on earth it gives me an opportunity to know many good people who are focused on living the gospel in their lives and because of that um, they're very thoughtful and provide so much comfort truly living the covenants that they've made uh, when they were baptized and then confirmed a member of the church and I really appreciate that. My um, family does, and we see God's hand in our lives, even though life is still just super hard. Have you ever had so much going on in your life and, and had experiences where you were just stretched and stretched and stretched? And you literally thought you there can't possibly be one more thing that the good Lord is going to put on your plate. And then lo and behold, there it is and you're looking at it, but you want to avoid it. You want to ignore it, but you know it's there and it's not going to go away. Um, And that's kind of been my life since uh, September 9th. I have three difficult weeks that I have been living in, and it's been my own personal Gethsemane moment. Um, And that's not really my uh, noticing it. It's been more my dad and um, my another priesthood holder that I'm very close to that was a former bishop that lives about seven houses away from me so um I think that's definitely a testament to kind of what I've been dealing with and what's been going on in my life and I'm grateful for your support and love and um, for this podcast that really keeps me rooted in the gospel and continuing to learn and grow my education and all things spiritual. Um, I wanted to start off a little bit talking about some of the things that I was going through. And then I'm going to be referring to a couple of talks um, from last conference back in April, which I felt was pretty um, appropriate given that conference is this coming weekend, October 2nd and 3rd. So if you happen to be listening to this today, October 1st, um, do the best you can to prepare. It's an exciting time to hear from the Lord. Our prophet truly is a servant of the Lord, and he just wants to work diligently to help us make it back home. I think that this trial and probation period here on earth has become more and more difficult after the pandemic. Um, As I was talking to my therapist a couple Saturdays ago, he kind of verified that, that he is fully booked and that there's a lot of people that are really, really struggling with the changes and some of the things that are going on as a result of this COVID-19 experience that we've had here on Earth. And um, I am no exception to that. If you've listened to a couple of the episodes from August, you'll know that I had a... Um, big hesitation when it came to getting the COVID-19 vaccine. And that's not to say that I'm against vaccinations in general. I definitely am not. But um, we are seeing a greater number of side effects in people from this vaccine um, and you know other horrible things that have been happening to people. And so because I was paying attention more to that side of this experience... Um, I had created this fear and just, I definitely was very against it. I did not want to do it. And um, my husband didn't want to do it and my kids don't want to do it. Um, However, as we started to near the end of August and knowing that here in California, my husband who works for the state as a teacher uh, would be mandated to take the vaccine, I had to really start putting some effort into finding out for myself, just as Nephi did when his father left Jerusalem. He went to the Lord in prayer and he needed to know for himself. And that's what I needed to do. And I did. It took me a few days of really pondering it throughout the day, thinking about it, keeping it at the forefront of my mind, praying about it, talking about it with people that I trust, Um, you know, their opinions and what their thoughts are and their ideas about it. And um, the night before the First Presidency came out with their first message, about urging us to get the vaccine and to wear masks if we cannot socially distance. I was dead set firm against it and I was willing to take a stand. And I believe my husband was too. We were willing to make the changes needed to not have to take this vaccination. I was very concerned about taking this vaccine and then not being able to take care of myself or my family which um, that's my job 24 seven is taking care of my family. And if I can't do that for the several people, then who's going to do it? So that's kind of why I was really, um, besides the fear of the unknown of the vaccine, um, the secondary reason was if something happens to me, what's going to happen to my husband, my sons, my father-in-law, my mom and dad, and, um, you know, the extended family that I like to keep in touch with and and also serve who have uh, fallen outside the gospel and become inactive And, um, I did not want to put myself in a situation where I couldn't do that any longer. Then the next day, uh, the Thursday morning, I still felt pretty convinced that we're going to have to make some big changes around here. And then, um, and I had had a very tough conversation about the shot with my brother who is living here for just a short time. And, um, he had gotten the vaccine. I talked to him about his experience. He did experience some, uh, negative effects of it but it was short-lived and um, I was still dead set against it and then my husband about 11:30 or noon that day said hey did you see the email that came out from the first presidency I read that email and as I was reading it the spirit just worked with me and helped me to know that this was an answer to my prayers and I just all of that stubbornness that pride that I was firm in making this decision just melted away And that's the power of the Holy Ghost that the Spirit can have over us when we know truth, when we know what's correct, when we know what's right. But did that take away the fear? Not necessarily. In my life, when I've exercised my faith, I've done it um, pretty easily, uh, knowing the reasons why and understanding um, why I'm doing something or why the Lord's encouraging us to make these You know, choices are to do this or that. That's not what happened with this shot. I still didn't understand why he wanted us to take it. Um, I still was afraid of it. And uh, I just did not have that knowledge. So yes, it was an answer to prayers. And it clarified for me what was a lot of the confusion that's out in the world, all over the news, all over social media. And hey, it's even in these celebrities when they do their award shows. It's in the movies. It's in the TV shows. I mean, it's everywhere. And um, I'm grateful for the clarity that comes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through His chosen servants. Mm -hmm. So we made our appointment to get our shots on September 9th. And uh, I went in and got my shot before my husband, waited the 15 minutes to make sure I didn't have an adverse reaction and uh, left. And immediately after that, every day since I had had headaches. Now, I was able to manage the headaches with Tylenol. Um, which was a blessing um, given the fact that my schedule was already so slammed and I was busy. We had just put my father-in-law into palliative um, care and he continues to um, decrease um, and his abilities to be able just to function. His body is pretty much seized due to his illnesses and Parkinson's and um, he cannot move even his fingers anymore and it's just the saddest thing that you will ever see but I'm grateful for hospice, which gives him excellent care and access to medication that makes his life comfortable. And that's been a tremendous blessing, but I carry these emotions and feelings from that experience, walking in, seeing how he was, seeing the interaction between my husband and his father. Um, For my husband, this is uh, the last of his immediate family as his mom and sister passed away. Um, you know, a few years ago, and now his dad will be the last, his extended family. They don't live anywhere around us. He's not close to them. And um, this is a big deal. And it was just so heartbreaking to see that. So I was kind of carrying those emotions and those feelings with me. And they just were not going away. On top of that, worrying about my own parents with their health issues and some things that are going on in their home, trying to get there to visit, to help in any which way I can. Plus, manage my own home, which truly is a home that um, has mental illness. We are the mentally ill home. And uh, between my husband, myself, and my son, uh, we're a lot of work. And I'm the one that I like to kind of describe myself as their stilts. I help them. I don't enable them, at least I try not to, uh, to do and be all that they can be with their mental Challenges. And because I've been doing this and I've been doing it for so long, I've been doing it my younger son's whole life. um, I have developed some issues myself, which can vary anywhere from anxiety to to depression sometimes. So it's super important for me to stay close to the Lord. And that's why the podcast, Teaching Seminary, Fulfilling My Callings, and Being Active in the Church of Jesus Christ um, keeps me sane and it keeps me centered um, but with everything that's been going on it's been very difficult for me to be emotionally resilient now I've talked about being emotionally resilient before and I like to talk about it frequently because I think it's key to us being able to be successful in this life and to fill the spirit when we are driven by emotions and it's just a hundred percent emotions the spirit has a hard time getting through to us helping us protecting us revealing and inspiring us so for the last three weeks I've been pretty much on my own and I've missed my best friend the Holy Ghost Um, I have missed him a lot but through my family and people like yourself that have reached out to me I've really felt close to the Savior Um, I felt his love through other people. And this is what's so great about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we can stand in the place of the Savior when we are serving Him because He helps His children and we are His because He's paid the price. So Christ helps His children through the people who are willing to serve. So thank you for loving me enough to reach out and helping me to feel the love of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ. I really, really appreciate it. And I cannot find any words in human language to express my gratitude, but I hope that you feel it. Um, So it was really frustrating to have these headaches from the vaccine. And last weekend, uh, Saturday morning, we had a big blow up in the house sometimes with mental illness it can just be that great perfect storm with uh, different personalities different mental illnesses different situations and circumstances and they all just kind of meet up and explode and that's what happened in my home saturday morning and it really swept my feet out from underneath me i just didn't have any more to give i had no more space within me to try to problem solve or be compassionate or empathetic or even to act as a mediator or to calm somebody down, I was spent. So I called my trusty family friend who um, oftentimes I will call when I need priesthood help. And he gave me an excellent priesthood blessing. One of the things that he said in the blessing at the beginning is that I would learn and acquire patience and that I would have the patience to not only give those around me, Um, but also myself. And I think sometimes I've got so much going on that I forget that I need to just dial things back, take a breath, maybe even take some time for myself. Not everything has to be urgent. The problem with mental illness is that it makes you feel like everything is urgent because everything is always a catastrophe. Everything is always big, dramatic. Um, And so it's my job to dial back the catastrophe, to dial back the drama, And if I can't do that, then it takes charge and it just runs away like a horse and a chariot that's on fire. And it just gets crazy around here. Um, So getting that blessing reminded me that I needed patience. It also blessed me. He also blessed me with patience, which I really appreciated and I need. I realized that with all that I have on my plate, I'm losing it. I'm losing the patience because my coping skills are out the window and um, he also reminded me that i belong to jesus christ and that he loves me and that every thought feeling every bit of anguish that i've experienced every bit of fear and concern and worry he has experienced, and he knows exactly how i feel and he's there for me and that angels are around about me and they're with me every day walking with me every day and helping me so i need to be better about remembering this maybe even envisioning it Um, and remember that I'm not alone because oftentimes I do feel very much alone. After I received that blessing, I came home, I felt very much at peace and I think that, um, you know, in my home, I am the sole woman, I am the wife, I'm the mom, I'm the sister. And so my ability to come in with a particular perspective or attitude um, is key. So when I came back from that blessing and I just felt like the reset button was kind of hit that day, it was such a great relief. It was also an opportunity during that priesthood blessing to spend some time with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ through the Holy Ghost And to feel them to feel their love and to remember what it feels like because it had been so long since i had been able to feel that and um i know that at some point i'll see the blessings and the lessons learned from it but right now what i know is that no matter what we go through here on earth no matter how much we feel that we're alone and that we just can't do it anymore, that um, that's just simply not true. I have felt numb. I have felt um, as if I can't do one more thing. And yet, through the Spirit of God, through people around me, he has strengthened me to continue to push forward and to remember. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that it tr- that one scripture in the Doctrine and Covenants about being able to recall the knowledge that you acquire when you need it the most is so true. Um, this morning even, I experienced a moment where I just felt absolutely, <sighs> I've been angry. It's been hard. And, um, all of that sorrow and suffering and pain and just, uh, has turned into anger. And, um, this morning when I was talking to my mom who has been through everything, she is my example of being a righteous, faithful woman in the gospel. Um, and everything I was saying, she felt she's been there before and, um, while I was talking to her and I was enumerating all of these things that I felt and why this was wrong and why that's unfair, um, I would just have this thought placed in my mind that would be a gospel thought, a gospel principle, or maybe something one of the apostles or the prophets of the 70s or a leader said at some point or even a teacher. And it would counter everything I was saying So even though I was angry and I was pushing back and saying, I just can't do this anymore, he's asking too much of me, what is he thinking? God in his all perfection, love and all knowing, all wise, and he loves us perfectly, um, was so merciful to allow the spirit to tend to me when I was being kind of a, a brat. Now, a lot of people around me say, oh, you know what, Stephanie, it's so justified. Um, It's so understandable. Like, it's okay. And you know what? It is. As long as I can pick myself up in concert with the Lord. If I go on and on and on, and I just literally walk myself right out of the gospel because I won't pick myself up, and I just choose to be angry, that's when it's not okay. And so that's what I've been trying to do this last week. Um, last night we had my son, my older son and his girlfriend. Um, they are just going through a lot. And I think that, you know, the first year when you have a baby and all the demands of a baby, it's just really hard on the relationship. And they are not excluded from these experiences. But added on top of that, they're not in the gospel. And um, they're making choices and decisions that are just... Um, you know, they're doing the best they can, but they're very much out in the world. And anybody who knows and has faith and believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ is found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know that everything gets miserable and can get a thousand times worse without following Jesus Christ and accepting his invitation to come follow me. We know this. Unfortunately, my son and my daughter-in-law haven't really had that opportunity to know the difference. And so they're being batted about about the, you know, the natural consequences of their choices and the things that they're doing in the world. And let me tell you, the world sucks. I mean, it absolutely sucks on so many levels. Um just circumstances and people, jobs, uh relationship issues, you know, even family dynamics. It just gets to be a lot. And, um, again, last night I was not emotionally resilient. I was completely driven by emotion. So I woke up this morning, just drained and that draining turned into anger. And so that's what I've been battling. But, um, I want you to know after I received the priesthood blessing last Saturday, my headache stopped immediately. I have not had a headache ever since. And, uh... This morning, I really felt like I could just walk myself right out of being a disciple of Jesus Christ and saying, You know what? You're asking too much of me. Um, I have been given too much knowledge, therefore, a lot of responsibility, and that's, I just can't do this anymore. It's too hard. And I'm sure those of you who are listening can understand what I'm saying. And you're probably nodding your head right now saying, I get it. I've had my own experience with that. Um, What I chose to do was after I talked to my mom and was able to kind of just freely talk, like no filter, everything that I thought of just right out my mouth Um, And then just have her not necessarily give me any feedback or counsel, but just love me. Stephanie, I love you. I know you're going through so much, but this too shall pass. See, when she said that, I had one of two choices. I could say, yes, mom, and thank you for that wise counsel, and I feel it and believe it. Or, I'm tired of hearing that. That doesn't work. And it never passes. I hope you understand what I'm trying to do here. Um, We all have these experiences where we can choose how we're going to handle a situation. And that choice is going to put us on, on a particular path, whether it's the covenant path or a path away from God and Christ. Because the covenant path takes us to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And I chose to go the covenant path. And I hit my knees and I said a lot of sorries and asked for a lot of strength and um, asked for something that I felt like I didn't deserve, which was to be able to feel the spirit so that I can serve the Lord and I can continue this missionary work and do this podcast and get this episode out in hopes that it will help someone, that it will bless someone's life. That through me sharing my experiences and being so brutally open and honest that you can figure out your life, whatever it is, whatever is going on, because I know all of us have lots of trials and challenges in these latter days. That you can figure out from me sharing and how I use the gospel to continue to push forward. How you can do that in your own life so that we can remain on the covenant path together and make it back home. This is the goal, is to return home into the celestial kingdom. I know oftentimes I talk about the heart in my life as if there's no joy, as if there's no gratitude, as if there's no light and happiness. And that's just not true. Um i do have a lot of joy and happiness in my life uh i don't know if it equals the hard necessarily but um i do have a very difficult life that uh, really tries me and i think a lot of the times my life actually keeps me faithful and maybe god knows better than i do that i need to have this life in order to keep me squarely where i need to be to make it back home and that leads me to a talk that elder d todd gave this last conference called why the covenant path and i noticed that as he was i was reading the talk but basically i like to look at things as formulas so this plus that equals this so baptism plus pressing forward st- steadfastly Having hope and love for God and all men and women equals the covenant path. That sounds so simple. And yet it seems so difficult to just love people nowadays because people seem to be upset or policing other people or everybody seems to know it all. I mean, that's just everywhere I try, and I'm out of the house house a lot, you know, I travel, I'm shopping, I'm doing things for everybody. And I always try to be that difference from the world that we're taught in the gospel is to smile, to be courteous, open the door, say hello. You know, can I help you? If you notice somebody struggling, what can I do for you? Or just getting that, you know, let's say that item from the top of the, the very top shelf that the little old lady can't reach, something like that. It's hard to maintain that attitude of charity and hope and love when things are so hard in your life. And this has been my greatest struggle. Um, I think as I get older, and I've seen this with other people in my life, I get older and I want to pull more and more away from the world and away from other people. But that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants us to stay in it. He wants us to stay in Zion, to participate, to consecrate our talents and our time and the things that we have. And uh, this is what my goal is, but I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. So to stay on the covenant path is a formula. It's baptism first and foremost, and then pressing forward steadfastly, having hope and love for God and all men and women. That equals the covenant path. So the covenant path is the one path that leads to the celestial kingdom of God. Um, This is a path that uh, we all want to be on. And sometimes we're going to need course corrections. Sometimes we're going to stray and maybe we won't see the path for a little while and then we'll eventually make it back. Sometimes we'll make a mistake and we'll put ourselves right back on. So we just got to make sure we focus on that covenant path. He goes on to say that following the principles and commandments of the gospel of Jesus Christ day by day is the happiest and most satisfying course in life. For one thing, a person avoids a great many problems and regrets. I like that he pointed this out because I believe that's true. It's, and it always takes me back to that one talk about having the good, better, best life. We can have a good life. But there's always going to be a better or best option as well. I think the best option is going to include the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth of all things. And so we want to strive to have that best life that we can have. To live the gospel in our life and not to become apathetic. Not to become kind of rote when it comes to the things that we do because let's face it, we've got a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of resources in our church um, and we are nothing but truth that comes from the Church of Jesus Christ. And so we can get used to hearing these things over and over and it kind of desensitizes us to the greatness, the beauty, the miraculousness of it, the majesty of these teachings. And we need to remember how blessed we are to live during this time and dispensation of the ongoing rolling out of the fullness of times, the fullness of the gospel. When we are diligently pursuing the covenant path, we quite naturally avoid many unforced errors. So he's saying this because he used a tennis analogy, but essentially what he's saying is that, um, we bypass people and things, even if popular That would jeopardize our physical and spiritual well-being by living the covenant path we avoid choices that would bring us harm or disadvantage and um or even avoid habits that would be detrimental to our path on the covenant path to make it back home to the celestial kingdom and um elder jay golden kimball was purported saying and I quote I may not have always walked the straight and narrow but I try to cross it as often as I can now I know that he had a heck of a sense of humor and he was a very unique individual um and I kind of feel that way myself as I try to cross it as much as I can but um I know that we want to actually walk it not just cross it and uh This is going to be our greatest hope in avoiding avoidable misery and also successfully dealing with the unavoidable woes of life, on the other hand. Um, I'm reading this. I feel it, and I know it's true. So I continue on my covenant path of discipleship and accept the invitation to come follow Jesus Christ. This is why we talk about things often because we have to be brought back into remembrance. Um, He goes on to say the difference is uniquely and eternally significant between the covenant path and not walking on that path. It includes the nature of our obedience, the character of God's commitment to us, the divine help that we receive the blessings tied to gathering as a covenant people, and most importantly, our eternal inheritance. So, uh, you know, we can't get angels surrounding us and walking with us day after day if we're not living the gospel. You know, if we go out into the world and start living a worldly life, that's just not going to happen. And he's clearly saying that and teaching and encouraging us to continue to live the covenant path, which is that one path that leads us back home. Obedience is a huge key to that. I talk about obedience a lot because we must be obedient in order to make it back home. Um, And obedience is more than just, let's say, good intentions. Obedience requires action. And obedience is that we solemnly commit to live every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I don't know if you've ever thought about obedience that way, I haven't. But reading this talk, I really appreciate Elder Christofferson and his wisdom. And I'm sure that he knows this from experience. With covenants, we are intent on more than just avoiding mistakes or being prudent in our decisions. We feel accountable to God for our choices and our lives. We take upon us the name of Jesus Christ and we're focused on Christ. On being valiant in the testimony of Jesus and on developing the character of Christ. And um, this is something that I believe that we do. You know, every decision that I make, everything that I do, I'm always considering, is this in line with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is this something that would please him? Is this something that um I need to have should I include this in my life should this be part of my day is this something that would benefit me or my family would this be a good choice path decision for me to take there's a story from his talk that I'd like to share um and he talks about John's parents which was uh the boy's grandparents so he's talking about this little boy who was raised by his father and mo- mother, and the mother was inactive in the gospel. The father had never joined the church, um, but once they had children, the mom had a great desire to nurture her children in the Lord Jesus Christ to teach them the gospel and the ways of the Lord. Um. Now, his dad's parents, which would be the boy's grandparents, were pleased with the wholesome lives and achievements of their grandsons. But because of some antagonism towards the church, they wanted to attribute the success exclusively to the parenting skills of John and Mary. John, although not a member of the church, did not let that assessment go unchallenged, thankfully. He insisted that they were witnessing the fruits of gospel teachings, that what his sons were experiencing in church, as well as what was happening at home. John himself was being influenced by the spirit, by the love and example of his wife, and by the urgings of his sons. And in due course, he was baptized, much to the joy of ward members and his friends. While life hasn't been without challenges for them and their sons, Mary and John wholeheartedly affirm that it is in fact the gospel covenant that is at the root of their blessings. And this was included as a reminder in my own priesthood blessing that I received a week ago. It was to remind me that I am a covenant keeper and I'm a covenant keeping daughter of God and he always holds up his end of the covenant. So if we want to receive the blessings of the covenant. We need to hold up ours as well. And I just find so much reassurance to know that God's always there and he always holds his end of the bargain. They go on to say that they have seen the Lord's words to Jeremiah fulfilled in the lives of their children as well as their own. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. So at that point they were bound to God. And that's what covenants do for us, is it binds us to a loving, heavenly Father, to a deity. And this is the relationship that we have with them. The covenants that God offers to His children do more than guide us. They bind us to Him and bound to Him. We can overcome all things because we are bound to Him. He strengthens us and He gives grace for grace. We also, when we keep our covenants and we're obedient we receive divine help. And I've been talking about that with this blessing, you know, and he said that I have angels that surround me daily. Um, And this leads us to consider the blessings that come from keeping the covenant path that um, God can perfectly bless us, watch over us and help us with the gift of the Holy ghost. Um, this gift is the right to the constant companionship protection and the guidance of the holy spirit of god and of course he's our comforter he's the one that fills us with hope and perfect love he knows all things he beareth record of the father and of the son and he teaches us nothing but truth and he helps us to remain on that covenant path and then we need to make sure that we're gathering with covenant people. It's so important to pursue the covenant path, find singular blessings in various divinely appointed gatherings. I know every time that I go to a, a church picnic, that I go to a ward party, if I go to a quorum uh, activity, that there are, that you can always feel the spirit so strong because collectively you've got this group of people who believe, and their faith joined together, is just such a magnificent experience to be a part of. Um, President Nelson goes on to say that when we speak of the gathering, we are simply saying this fundamental truth. Every one of our Heavenly Father's children deserves to hear the message of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's the fulfillment of prophecies here in the latter days. Is that we need to gather. We need to invite. We need to do the best that we can. To share the gospel. Which truly is the gospel of great joy. Um, We are commanded by the Lord to rise and shine forth that thy light may be a standard for the nations, that the gathering together upon the land of Zion and upon her stakes may be for a defense and for refuge from the storm and from wrath when it shall be poured out without mixture upon the whole earth. We truly can have these experiences when we go to church and we go to the temple, when we partake in church activities and we gather with other covenant keeping people that love the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is something that I'm really trying to refocus on right now and uh, remember the power of God and the power of Jesus Christ, that these are gods who love me, who love you, and they don't just love us, but they love us perfectly. Sometimes I feel like I can't even wrap my head around how do you love somebody perfectly? But you know what? That's okay because I'm not God. So I just know that they love they love and they love me without mistake. They love me with everything that they have, and so I have to trust them. So I have to put myself aside. I have to put Stephanie aside that is angry, that is bitter, that is challenging. I have to put the Stephanie aside that's saying, "Why are you do you continue to do this?" I have to submit to the spirit of God. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I can feel the spirit just chipping away at the hardness that I've built in the last few weeks around my heart. That's what the world gives you as a hardness around your heart. And the gospel of Jesus Christ chips it away. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And it's all in perfect timing. So... I continue to wait upon the Lord with great hope. And I just want you guys to know that um, even though you struggle, even though sometimes you feel like you could just walk away from all expectations, whether it be from the Lord, from church callings, from family, spouse, job, children, whatever the case may be, these are normal things that happen in our lives because we're human we are going to feel and have these moments and these are truly opportunities for us to demonstrate our trust in the Lord and show him that he can trust us too but it's also a great opportunity to be refined to take that higher education that's being offered to us And um, to acquire that degree in our spiritual education and to trust. I know that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ do not give us anything more than we can handle. I know that they know perfectly what we need in order to help us fulfill the measure of our creation. There are missions that we are here to accomplish, and they know exactly what experiences we need to have in order to become the person that can accomplish those missions and do those things and do the work for the Lord, which is only gonna bless us, our family and posterity a hundredfold. So why would we ever challenge God? Why would we ever say to ourselves, this is too hard because we're fallen and it's okay. We must just get back on the horse, repent, ask Father in heaven to help you maintain righteous desires Ask Him to help, him help you to understand what your purpose is. Ask Him to help you in all things. And then go and do. And this is what I'm telling myself too. So make no mistake, I'm not lecturing. This is the Spirit talking. And I really am learning and saying, okay, I hear you loudly. And now I know what to do. And it's because you guys keep coming back and listening that I do this podcast and then I'm given these experiences which enlighten my mind give me greater knowledge and help me to find that extra bit of strength to continue to persevere and push on earlier I talked about how life was so unfair and it made me um, recall an episode that I did on um, life being unfair and how we want it to be unfair because if it was fair there would be a lot of accountability that we couldn't live up to Um, The atonement of Jesus Christ, that that atonement, that sacrifice that he gave to us, offsets that accountability. Um, It gives us room for error. It gives us room to make mistakes. It gives us room to transgress, to repent, and then to come back and try to do and be better. And I'm grateful for this gospel, for it is utterly perfect in every detail that we're given and I cannot wait to receive further instruction and I know that there's scriptures there's scriptures that are going to come forward that we don't have yet and I look forward to receiving that knowledge and information I cannot imagine what my life would be like if I did not have the scriptures in my life which is the word of God I wanna thank you so much for um, just always being so supportive. I have a great audience and I love the interaction on Instagram as well as via email, so please don't stop. If there is ever anything that you wanna discuss, a question that you may have, maybe something that you're wanting you know, somebody to be a sounding board on, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I love to be there for my fellow men and women and to help in any way I can. My goal is to help you stay on that covenant path, and me, to be quite honest with you, and I think that we can do that together. And I leave this with you in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You have an awesome conference weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's gonna be so much revealed to us as we are just truly living in the latter days. It's an exciting time. Please remember this. It is an exciting time. And just as much as Lucifer is rampaging and exponentially um, just being miserable and spreading that misery throughout the world. And he is attacking us left, right and left and right. Christ is winning the war. Christ is out there and he is working miracles and he's touching hearts and he's saving people and he's opening people's eyes and minds and souls. And he's loving each and every one of us. So let's focus on that. Until next week, please remember to stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Aloha, much love.